There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. On this week's episode of Barbecue Tech, what's on the smoker? I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by, I will say, my master barbecue go-to guru, and I say mine, not that he ever wants to take that claim, Chris Ashley. But the goal today is for us to talk about what we currently have on the smoker. So I think, I know I've thrown some stuff on the smoker. I think Chris has some stuff rolling right now, and we want to talk to you a little bit about this is, I'm planning, it's midweek, planning, you know, doing dinner for the family and what we tend, our go-to items are tend to be midweek for smoking for our family. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? What's up? So, I'm back from my trip. Um, we almost didn't record this week because, of course, I'll go on my trip and I come back with uh, COVID. So, I was uh, the last uh, five days, five, six days have been pretty not, you know, I'm definitely people have it way, way rougher than I had, but you know, it, uh, it definitely affected me and, uh, enough where speaking for long periods of time, extremely difficult and, uh, and, uh, just tired and everything. So, but, uh, fortunately I woke up this morning feeling, you know, not a hundred percent, but probably around 80, 85%. And, you know, that's enough to me for me to make sure we get this episode out. And, uh, you know, and, and we didn't have a specific topic for this week. So this can be one of those cool episodes where we kind of bounce around a little bit. Um, but I know you have um, some ribs you're about to smoke. Um, I have a discussion that I want to want to have with you and then see where it goes um, in our discord and and so on and so forth. So. Um, and then, uh, some, some tips for folks that, that, you know, you know, the thing with these barbecues and tailgating and stuff like that, the ideas get stale. So, um, I definitely want to put out there what we, so, and we've talked about it before, how we help kind of theme some of our tailgates and then, uh, hopefully folks can, you know, take that and run with it and let us know what they came up with and, uh, um, and, and, and so on. So. With that said, uh, what you got on your smoker this week? Uh, well, I'll start with today because this this weekend I'm actually going to be smoking some uh, beef ribs, the big dino ribs Ooh, that will be on nice. the smoker this weekend. And what do you? However, I'll take you, a step back. How are you? Doing oh, go ahead. Them? How are you doing them? 
so I'm actually following the same method we did last last time, which is these babies are going to be uh, salt and peppered. Uh, I'm not going crazy on the seasonings. Obviously, that fat cap and then that silver skin will be trimmed off the top to get them looking uh, nice and perfect before they go onto the smoker. And then I will, like before, I will do... I will actually wrap them up for them to finish off the overall cooking process. I'm still debating whether I'll just burn pellets to finish them off in the smoker or if I'll transfer them over into the oven because at that point I've got all the smoke. But that won't be until they're probably in the 175 range, somewhere around there uh, on those ribs. But that's a... That's a story for another day. That's a story for this weekend. So straight salt, but salt and pepper. pepper will definitely be the pro- yeah salt right. and pepper will be the profile. Are you doing your own fifty fifty or are you going? With I do the- my own fifty fifty, man. Oh, so you're not going yeah, with I- the uh, tried and true of the uh, AP? No, I'm actually going to do my uh, and mind you, like I said, it is just salt and pepper. So there's no onion powder, no nothing. Salt, pepper, meat. So yeah, I am. Um, I will grind my own. I'll call it 16 mesh because that's what everybody talks about, but it's going to be, I grind it myself and right. I'll go with, I'll go with whatever mesh it comes out at when I'm done and right. it goes into the shaker with the salt, but it'll be 50 50 based upon volume, not obviously by weight because salt weighs a ton more than pepper. But yeah, uh, I, and that's similar to what I'm doing today. So what today kind of, on this smoker, what kind of scale oh, do you have? Huh? What kind of scale? Are you you weighing the actual salt and the pepper, or are you just no, no? I I just use like a me- like a measuring cup. So I'll say okay. if I can get a quarter cup of pepper in here, I put a quarter cup of salt. That's by that's that's by volume. If you did it by weight, you would have a lot more salt or a lot more pepper than you would salt because salt weighs more than pepper. Right. So, right, 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 right. so I don't know what the the pound weight weight ratio is, but you would be overwhelmed I bet with you pepper. So probably a good scenario we could probably figure out to do it by weight as well um yeah i mean sure, if you yeah, if you're sure yeah you just yeah you gotta, it out you'd have to figure the you'd have to find a unit of measure and find the weight for a given unit of measure and then you could do it by weight because you need yeah. to say for every one ounce of pepper or let's say every three ounces of pepper, you need one ounce of salt. Like right. if that, that might be the ratio, but it's just as easy to say, pour it into this measuring cup, pour, pour it in this measuring cup, pour, you're done. Like it, it cause it, the ratio is never going to be like one to four or one to eight. It's going to be like 1.375. It's like, yeah, I'll just use a measuring cup to get this done. And what kind of iodized salt are you using? So I, I use kosher salt. Oh, um, trick question. Ooh. Boom. Look at you, the student of the game. Oh, sorry. You said iodized salt. <laughs> <laughs> Very no, good. I use kosher salt. There you go. Um, Very I've, good. I've actually tried, see, I do. So on my list to try is, um, I've tried sea salt. And what I find with sea salt is it tends to be, in comparison to kosher salt, it tends to be super salty for a fraction of the volume. So I, I'm not a huge fan of, sea salt at least yeah, i like the me. way it looks i've used uh i've used it looks amazing i use pink himalayan sea salt but i think you're right i actually that, i was gonna say that's my next is i want to use pink salt yeah. i haven't used that yet but i think i tend the problem is grinding it it gets really powdery like not just granular but kind of powdery and uh so it which can lead you to over salt something a bit more than what you really want intended it to be so 
But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how those ribs turn out. And those are Snake River Farms or 44 Farms? Uh, the beef ribs are 44 Farms. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, I don't know if Snake River has the beef ribs. I can't remember. But for, I did 44 Farms. Again, they just... Man, they just do such a great job with the meat. And I was so happy with the last batch that I had. So I need to show more love to 44 Farms. So I ordered some in. They they were, the last couple times I've been looking, they've been out. So I was really excited when uh, I looked and it was like, oh, they're in, ordered, done. So I have uh, two racks that I'll be throwing on the smoker. They've been out of the freezer. I took them out. Um, they've been out for a couple days now. So on Saturday, they will... Uh, find their way to my the smoker for Sunday dinner. Oh, so let me take but a what, second, hold on, to uh, for yeah, for one it. of our fans of the show who is also a personal friend and a co-worker, my man Brian. We were able to help him out uh, a, a couple weeks I ago. Wanted to ask, I, was gonna, I wanted to find out how that went, but I didn't want to ask you directly on the show, so nah, how did it go? It's okay. Uh, so he said it came out great. He was extremely happy with, the, and, uh, with what he got, and so uh, a friend of mine who listens to the show was smoking his first brisket on on his new smoker, and uh, he had some questions along the way. You know, like anybody else doing a brisket, and you're trying to get that brisket right in that window of being able to serve for the dinner you're planning. You know, you kind of get a little nervous: is it going to make it, or you know? And you know, I was able to kind of pass some of the same tips that I give you guys on the podcast: when to wrap what to look for, um, what it should look like, um, and all of that jazz. And uh, he said it came out, he was very happy with the way it came out. He said he definitely uh, felt like he could do better. And so he's, uh, and he ordered from Snake River Farms as well, which apparently is kind of close by him. But um, he uh, he was very happy with the way the brisket came out and couldn't thank us enough for kind of taking the time to talk to him and, conversate with them so you know and folks if you're smoking stuff i mean unfortunately discord is so sporadic with the notifications but i you know if you're in the middle of smoking something you got a question man throw that in the, in the discord man the, the folks in there are super happy to help i love to see the interactions between the cats in there and the posting of uh cool food saw some great pictures recently uh somebody's decided to post their uh breakfast uh uh, their their breakfast wrapped fatties. their breakfast fatty which looked phenomenal saw some great looking ribs in there saw some brisket in there all all of that stuff was uh really cool to see so um just wanted to take time to mention that now for me um i haven't smoked anything in about two weeks so i'm i'm got definitely got the itch um and i think honestly i've been cra- i've been craving two separate things one is to smoke uh some turkey i i I've really enjoyed smoking the the uh, turkey breast and i want to get better at it uh the last the every, last couple times i did it it came out really good i was able to slice that off eat it throughout the week whether i put it on a salad or if i put it on uh or just ate it by itself um, I did make the Alabama white sauce to go on top of it because I made it on the spicier side and it was a great offset. Um, so I think uh, I, you know, and it doesn't take very long to do either. That which is the cool part. Um, I was able to find two different locations uh, to get the the turkey breast, and I think it's a nice, easy, and you know, if you slice it off, you make great turkey sandwiches. You can 
cut it in chunks and put it on the side of any meal, you know, some um, mashed cauliflower or mashed potatoes or, you know, uh, asparagus to go with it. Um, Either way you do it, it, it's going to work. So I think that's what that's one of the things I want to do. The other thing and one of the things I wanted to chop it up with you on this episode with is, you know, we both showing our age a little bit. We grew up watching a lot of uh, NFL football um, and one of the most famous food items to come out of that, at least our era, was the, the turducken. The turducken. <laughs> um, made fame, not invented, but made famous by uh, John, the one, the great John Madden. <coughs> and if anybody's never heard of this thing before, it's essentially, I, I wish I had the audio, to, uh, his audio to kind of explain it because no one explains it like him. But there was, uh, I think it was out of New Orleans where they took a a duck, seasoned it up, and then they stuffed that duck uh, into inside of a chicken. Then they season that up, and then they take that and they stuff it inside of a turkey, and then they cook it all together. And so when this thing is done, it's got like eight legs, eight legs, and it's got uh, you know all these meat stuffed together, cooked together, and it looks like a. You can or apparently you can order these things. I've never actually ordered one, but I always like the concept of you know of doing something like that. So we've done some. You know, your kids are the masters of making the burger, the brisket on top of the burger um, or the pulled pork on top of the burger. You know, very famous thing. So I wanted to start pontificating on what three meats could we stack together in some sort of way to smoke into a delicious, savory, smoked morsel meal. So can we invent our own meat? Um. So, you know, with that thought process, my my initial thought process is whatever we do, it has to cook at the, you know, they have to be finished uh, at right around the same temperature. Right. So, um, because obviously we want, we want to be careful. about. Yeah. You bacteria. couldn't put brisket with chicken. Right. Be a good, good example. Right. Right. Um, a, you know, if you cook the brisket all the way to 195, that brisket, that chicken is just essentially going to be dust <laughs> by the time it gets there. <laughs> Um, and B, you, you know, you definitely want to watch out, you know, salmonella on with chicken and poultry, um, usually requires, it used to require like 185 degrees to be, uh, killed off. But, uh, since there's better, uh, maintenance inside of the, uh, factories and in all of that. So it's now down to 165. Um, but, uh, you know, stuff that you can get from beef, um, usually is, you know, you still, you know, music can be cooked out by about 135. Um, so, so it would either have to be three meats, like on the beef side, three porks or, but I'm not a fan of duck. I mean, it's okay, but I, I, it, you know, and it doesn't even have to be in the same vein, right? We could literally pound out a chicken breast, maybe stuff it with pork, you know, roll it and then stuff you know, wrap it with a turkey breast or something like that. I don't know, man. What 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 are your thoughts? What, what does I am I crazy? Am I just being ambitious? We just need to move on, or you think we can pull something off here? I think we could pull something off. I don't think I have a good solution for it today, but you know, I think there's always the classic, like you know, people here stuffing a chicken breast with something. It's like prosciutto or wrapping it in prosciutto, like that. You know, brings in that salty element. I think we have to. Yeah, I'd have to think about this. I don't know if we can outdo the turducken, and also I don't know if we I can think go. We can. The problem is if you go the other route of beef, um, 
you're not like it's like I think I'm thinking of all the cuts and there's really not a way to stuff anything and anything else. So, well, so I, I want to think about it for a little. So you remember when we made like the, we, we catered, we actually catered your sister's uh bridal power. Was it a her bridal? Bridal shower. Yeah, bridal yeah. shower. We were young, but how did, how, how did that even come up? Why did she even ask us and ask you in the first place? I have no idea. I mean, we nailed no it. No idea. We nailed it. You picked the menu. Oh, yeah. Props we to you. We had Beef Wellington there. We, we made, definitely. We, we made individual Beef Wellingtons, which came out phenomenal, we Never have, for, especially for never having done it before. We made, yeah. um, I think the best thing we made was the flank steak. Uh, 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 I, don't, I don't even remember what it was called, but essentially we we sliced off, thin sliced off some flank steak, and then we took uh, carrots, which we had... Uh, for, uh, shoestringed. Uh, I can't remember the cut, but they were very thinly cut uh, with uh, carrots and uh, green onions. And then we essentially took that into, you know, sticks. And then we wrapped it with the flank steak, put a toothpick through that. And then we had a sauce that that was dipped into after it was cooked. And that, I, I, I still remember that, that was being one of the best things we made aside from the Wellington Wellingtons. And then uh, I can't remember what else we made. So we ended up catering that. So, but the idea that hit me was, you know, even if we went with some steaks or something like that, or in the B side, we, we don't have to keep it in its form, right? We can slice it off or make thin long slices of it and then wrap it all together. So, yeah, I think what you're talking about, like slicing off flank steak, going that down that route, I think from a, I, I, I think you're down, down the right path, which is what we come up with, especially if we go the beef route or honestly, you know, even if you do some other cuts of meat can be transformative. Cause you know, I've, it's funny, like, as I, you know, you think about using short ribs and like, and we've been like, we've been doing, I guess, burgers with, um, chuck and, uh, and uh, brisket. brisket. But you could slide short ribs in there. So like we're already doing, there's already some of that transformative stuff that you tend to do anyway. I don't think it's a leap for us to get to something that would be a transformative result. The thing that's cool about the Chudakin is it's season this, put it in this, season this, put it in this, season this, put it in this, now cook it all together. And it's, if you want to be in the, uh, the pathway of the Chudakin, then you got to figure out how you go down that same pathway. And I think that, that in and of itself would be, a feat. So the other but, the other part of this is is I want to do it in a way where it's it's not a massive thing that gets cut, but we could it could be smoked into like individual servings and then yep. served. So and uh, I I don't know if it's uh you know and the other thing is we could potentially pre cook one of them. You know what I mean? So that's on the inside and then yep. wrap it and put it in there. So I'm leaning towards. Um, if I'm to be honest, like a, uh, a pork chop, you know, maybe wrapped in, uh, in a, uh, turkey breast, uh, chicken breast that's all wrapped in a pounded out. So what I would essentially do is take a chicken breast and pound it out with, Mm -hmm. uh, with, with a mallet, um, flatten it all the way out on and possibly probably onto like a, uh, a uh either um what is it cellophane um that helps it spread and then that keeps it all together into one thing then on the inside of that i take um i put in you know maybe some sliced pork chop or whatever 
and put that in there, wrap, wrap it, and then take that thing and then wrap it into some pounded out turkey breast. And then that then becomes, you know, maybe two people servings. I don't know. That's, that's what I was kind of leaning towards. Cause I think pork ch- and chicken pretty much cooked to the same temp. So they, they would be compatible. Um, yeah. Together. Except for the new temperatures for pork where you're like, well, you can have it rare. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, you know, I think if we took it to 165, it would, you know, everything would infuse the flavors would infuse and then, um, everything would be food safe. You know what I mean? At that. Yeah. You know, 160, 160, 160, right? 160. I would do it yeah. probably to like 165. It's nice, safe temperature. And then, um, and then, as long as as long as the end result isn't uh I don't know if you've ever you ever watched the show um was it hot hot things hot ones hot ones yeah the, the wing show where yeah hot ones yeah where they do the wings and uh, uh, of course you don't want an episode like a Gordon Ramsay episode where he comes on and he tries a wing he's like who cooked these <laughs> they're right. overcooked right. so as long as it's not going to be one of those things that you well, over time dry and, out then yeah. yeah yeah and honestly whatever we do it's going to be an experiment but i want to come up with the the barbecue and tech ducking or you know saying or the you know the 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 tur the tur perkin the tur perkin the tur tur the tur perkin tur perkin there it is uh something like that so that's what i'm leaning towards is the turkey chicken and pork and preferably a pork chop and in what order they go in i don't know yet um i i honestly wonder if you could do the turkey and the chicken and then wrap it all in a prosciutto like and put like prosciutto between the two on the outside the prosciutto's not gonna i just don't know who i I was like i was gonna say i'm just concerned it wouldn't hold up but it could be like in the middle and in between the layers so it forces it to hold up it, but it also adds that good salt element so again something yeah. to play around with could, yeah you could lay like, it i don't inside. like your idea no no no, no. i'm saying you it would actually it would add it would do two things a it would definitely add that salt to it um and a, and a bit more smokiness on the inside even though it's going to get nice and smoked up from the smoker b would and add, you could uh-huh oh god I would say when you slice it open, you would see that, you know, that thin layer of pink separating the meats, which would give it a pretty cool aesthetic as well. Yeah, I was going to say, and the other thing you can do is at the end of the cook, like when you're towards the end of the cook process, you could wrap the outside in some additional prosciutto and then finish it off so that you can get a little bit, a little crispy. No, I wouldn't do it on the outside for me personally. Why? Because I like, I would prefer to see the aesthetic of this, whatever, but you also have your seasoning and your yeah, my rubs yeah. and so. my smoke flavor, my smoke seasoning and that 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 uh, that crust that I'm going to get on the outside. Um, I I, I want to see that, and I you know as opposed to the uh, yeah, what's gone. So, yeah. So, so I know we started with what's on the smoker. So I want to make sure I circle back to what's on my smoker right now because I do have food on the go. Is that fine? Or yeah, 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 whatever. All right. Yeah, you did say so you were what's doing, on. Oh, wait a minute. So you you don't you're not smoking the ribs now. That's later this weekend. The, wait, wait for it, sir. Okay, okay. So I beef beef ribs this weekend. Okay. However, however, today I'm smoking ribs and chicken. Okay. So uh, I think it's I I, I I guess I'd argue to say variety is always a spice of life. So, yep. and if you go to restaurants, often you'll get like where you can get like steak and shrimp for example or you can get ribs and chicken or ribs and steak or whatever you want so i was like yeah there's no reason why you can't do that at home so 
I have a chicken on the smoker and I have whole uh, chicken quarters whole. Okay. Not spatchcock. Cause I know you say that that's fake barbecue. <sighs> Stop it, man. Stop it. <laughs> Anybody wants a spatchcock a chicken, knock yourself out. Man. I'll do it. I'll do it soon. You know, it's a viable way. I'm just saying it's a little bit more artistry if you leave it whole. That's just me. <laughs> so my, my chicken is on the smoker. It is absolutely whole. Um, and I'm actually smoking slower, so uh, lower. So I, I think I mentioned this before, but what I've found a lot of success with at least use, because I'm again, I'm 90% of the time I'm going to use the pellet smoker. Cause it's like, if I'm smoking, especially during the middle of the week, I don't feel like starting my green egg trying to fight with the vents to get the temperature right because I don't I don't have essentially an oven control like Chris has on his smoker and then go so I have an oven control on the on the pellet smoker so I can go out and turn on but I found that smoking it at a very starting off with a very low temperature mm-hmm. um about 200 it, I really I feel like I get the amount of smoke I want in the meat and I usually leave it at 200 for a good bit of the first part of the smoke, maybe an hour and a half, even potentially flirting with getting up to two hours. Once I feel like I'm starting, and then I will bring the temperature up typically to about uh, 225 after about like maybe the first hour and a half to two hours. And then um, when I'm getting close to final temp, let's say the frick for a chicken, if I'm around, I've already probably had the color around 145, one. I think 150 is probably pushing it. So between 140 and 145, and I have the right color on the chicken, then I'm just, I'm jumping it up. 325, 350, like something hot, because I'm then trying to, because at least what I found in all the smoking I've done with a chicken, especially when I'm smoking at a low temperature, the fat, I'm not going to pull the skin off of a whole chicken to scrape fat. And the fat between the skin and the chicken I don't ever feel like fully renders when I smoke at a low temperature, but I find that if I smoke at too high of a temperature, then the problem I, I tend to run into is that I get too much color too early in the, in the, in the process. And then I'm trying to sort of deal with, it's got the perfect color. I don't want it to dark anymore, but the temperature isn't where I need it to be. So rather than fighting with that, I start very low, let it gradually come up where I know the color is going to get where I need it to be. And then at the end for the last 15 degrees, just, uh, just take it up to 325, 350 and let that finish off. And it's usually 15, 20 minutes. I might be pulling that thing at that point in time, but I can also, if I need to, I can cover it and vent it up or something like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken chick is a lot tougher than people really think it is. You know, even though if I yep. tell you, you bought a new smoker, what do you start with? Pull pork and chicken, you know, because it's it's not that you can't smoke a good chicken right out the gate, right? You'll enjoy the heck out of it. But when you start saying, okay, how do I step my chicken game up, which is the point where we're at now, we want to step that and make that chicken like hit all the notes in the chicken. That's when you start running into like, you know, the the hits and the misses and the and the more technical aspect of, of smoking it, you know, trying to get that skin, that fat under the skin to render and all that jazz. So uh, definitely. Yeah, I think the the, the challenge you run uh, to with chicken as well is that you have the 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 thighs are very forgiving, but yes. the goal is, and ladies, in my opinion, the goal is not to dry the damn thing out. Right. And you're always trying to tempt to the breast. Um, well, I, I guess you're you're tempting at multiple points, but your biggest concern is 
I don't want the breast to get too hot. I don't want this. You know, I've tried the idea of, can I put, can I figure out a way to get like ice on to cool, like keep the breast a little bit cooler if the thighs aren't hot enough? Like I've tried like a variety of different ways. And for me, for me, starting slow positioning of the, if I can detect where most of the heat comes in on the smoker, I will angle the breast away from that section. Because yes, the, the the dark meat cook takes longer to cook, but it's also the most forgiving because it has more fat. So I will try to angle that thing so that I know that the breast is pointing or in a in an area where it's probably going to be a bit cooler than the the thigh and the leg. Because so and then that way it can kind of help to cook more evenly and get reach temp at the same time. Right. Or reach doneness at yeah. the same time because they have different temps for doneness. So, so for seasoning, uh, my kids do enjoy the array of seasoning we touched. I think it was last episode we talked about some yeah, of our episode. favorite go to yeah. seasonings. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So my, our, my kids they tend to they love. Uh, um, oh gosh, sorry, just forgot. Um, sugar maple. They love pecan rub with a core base of salt and pepper. But I decided with the ribs, I said, you know what? I'm going to do one that's just going to be salt and pepper. Nothing else on it. Pure taste of ribs. If you want to put a little bit of barbecue sauce on it, there'll be something you can dip in. So I sure. decided I'm going to keep those very basic, very simple. We'll go with that. I and then for that. the other ones, yeah, I just went, I went, traditional of how I normally cook them for the kids. They'll, they'll both be wrapped and they'll go through their whole process. I am debating on like, their St. Louis cuts. So I'm, I am debating on, could I choose for one not to wrap at all and just let it cook all the way through? I think uh, you, everybody should, if you wrap, you should do a couple of sessions a year where you don't wrap. And if you do wrap, I think you should do a couple of sessions a year where you don't wrap. I do that with everything, brisket, ribs, even pulled pork. I do it all yep. the time because I want to make sure, you know, our, what we like and our changes. And while right now we like, you know, one way, you know, you never know. Or what if you go to a friend's house and they're completely out of foil and you can't wrap. So you want to have the experience of doing something that's unwrapped so that you know what to expect you know what you know is what's the consistently consistency like when it's done you know you definitely yep. got to get a much darker dark bark on it so less sugar on the outside in the beginning you know things like that you know you might want to spray more if you don't wrap as opposed to if you're going to wrap you know all those little nuances um come into play um when you're when you're not when you're not doing that so definitely i think uh everybody should take advantage of that yep and then as it relates to uh the chicken, it's salt and pepper. Very basic. I didn't, I was like simple profile. So if you want barbecue sauce with it, you got it. If you don't, you don't have to go that route. And again, like I say, smoking at a low temperature, uh, probably for me, it'll be about 45 minutes. I'll be pulling that off. And I, I'm hoping I'm getting close to the temperature and the color that I desire in about 45 minutes, but I'm not spraying. I'm not doing anything crazy. It's, I'm keeping it as I'll say basic as possible and uh, just trying to, you know, again, I think it's always, as you said, it's nice to reset yourself, get back to basics and then rebuild yourself back up from there. So this is my back to basics before I get into my uh, beef ribs, which right. uh, they better be popping when I get to them this weekend. So Word. should be fun. Okay. So before we run out of time, let's, uh, let's help some folks theme out their, uh, their tailgates or their barbecues. Okay. And so this is something we've touched on a long time ago, but we never 
I don't think we went into a ton of detail. And so I want to make sure that uh, I put this out idea out again for especially because we picked up a ton of new listeners. So one of the things we all you know, after you tailgate for like four or five years. You kind of start running out of ideas of what to cook and what and, you know, because whatever you cook, you have to be able to do out in the open and um, you want it to be good. You want it to be efficient because you have you know, basically a two to three hour window set up, cook, serve, break down, head into the game. And so, you know, so we always themed out our tailgates based on the team we were playing. And so, you know, when Philly, when we played Philadelphia, we're, you know, the team I rooted for the commanders and they're in the NFC East. So, we always played Philly two, two two times a year. And so all I would do is go on the internet and do a quick search. And then so, you know, if if I didn't know off the top of my head. And so um Philly the, Philly obviously known for their steak and cheeses with the uh the cheese whiz. I'm not a huge fan of cheese whiz and I love steak and cheeses. So I always felt like what could I do to make a some type of theme based on that but step it up and so our number one thing our go-to for philadelphia was new york strip steak sandwiches i think to this day it's probably in my top two favorite things that we ever did at a tailgate and i would go to the grocery store and buy like you know a couple of family size family packs of new york strip steaks and fire up the grill salt pepper and just grill those off on, on on the grill. Then I would take baguettes, freshly baked, because uh, we could always get them before we headed out. And then grill them, butter them. Go, go. We would butter those things up, fresh butter, uh, garlic, fresh garlic, and then we would grill that directly on the grill. And then. Put put the steak on top of that. Um, sometimes we went with the blue cheese. Sometimes we didn't. Um, but then we would take the you know the long hoagie roll, the long hoagie size, and then we would slice it off into individual sandwiches, and just one of the best sandwiches ever. So, um, I remember the one. Uh huh. Go ahead. It's nice because you have the flexibility of some people might want provolone. It's like, yeah, we can serve. We we would have the different cheeses. So if you wanted provolone, you can get provolone. If you wanted peppers, you get peppers. If you just want a grilled onion, you get grilled onion. So having all of those little pieces so that ultimately this sandwich can get assembled to, I'd say somewhat to the person's taste. So they're not picking things out that they don't want is always a great one. But yeah, I think when you think about barbecuing, you think about trying to essentially own another city's dish they make. Philadelphia is definitely one. Cause I think if you're, if you're a meat eater, you, everybody enjoys a good cheesesteak. Yep. Another uh, one that stood out to me, Cincinnati. Um, they they were they did you know they were big for chili, um, and I yes. was yeah yeah. And so for me, I love making chili. It's one of my favorite one pot meals to make. Um, but I would step my chili up. Um, I would uh, take um, like pull. I would smoke a pulled pork, and then I would break that pulled pork down, and then that that would go then go into the chili. 
the night before and cooked down into the chili uh, along with the other ground beef and stuff like that. So um, those are two big ones that kind of that really stand out to me um, off the top of my head. So um, every, you know, every couple of episodes or so, you know, we're going to take probably pick two teams and just throw out our ideas. We'd love to hear from you guys what your ideas would be around these teams or other teams that you are dealing with and um, or whatever sport. It doesn't matter. You know, what, what cities, whatever, you know, themes, um, you know, let's let's create like a nice conversation around theming out, you know, parties and barbecues and stuff like that to give help give other folks ideas. I'm always looking for new ideas and things to try. Amen, brother. Yeah. yeah, and I think the the key thing is that you might be in a city where you're saying, let's say you might be Detroit or you might be, you know, in um, Seattle and you're saying this is our go-to dish in Seattle. We'd love to know, though. So that that's a good thing to kind of add to this Discord group so we can kind of see what these are and what we would do. Because, again, at least the years we played, we didn't see every single NFL team. Right. So it's always it's nice to know what it would be. And then. I would love to give what our rendition would be on some of these items as well. So if people can come up with, Hey, I have a, I don't want to say a, a smaller market team like Jacksonville Jaguars, for example, a little bit smaller market. This is what our go-to in our areas. Then yeah, I'd love to be able, if we could, what our twist or our, our rendition on that would be. Yeah. Green Bay, uh, Packers, they're obviously known for their, uh, beer. So brought no, bratwurst actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, the cheeseheads. Yeah, but I'm and I remember we had some guys that came to the stadium and they were like, "Hey, you know, they saw." I think that day we didn't theme out for them. We just kind of did our own thing. But uh, you know, when I say we did our own thing, it's a massive tailgate, right? So, um, and there were some folks that were Green Bay and they brought some of their brats over, and we gave them some of our. Uh, I think we did. Uh, I think that day we did some gourmet burgers, which is one of my favorite other favorite things to do um there so uh and we just kind of you know sometimes you do that right you trade out food now me personally i'm not a huge fan of the beer soaked brats i think they're a bit too plain for me um but yeah but one time when we played green bay we said okay they're doing their brats let's do some chorizos and some you know smoked sausages and stuff like that so we we did sausage but we did it our way the way we would like it to be smoked spicy um you know and all that jazz so so there you go. So I think that uh, that that's something we'll keep doing and see if we can keep spurring some conversation and get some new ideas. And certainly if folks have some ideas about creating our own meat, we want to hear and see that too. Twitter, uh, 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 Discord, come come find us, hit us up, man. We appreciate all of y'all. We appreciate everyone listening. And we're, we're enjoying the heck out of this ride. So you know, keep spreading the show. Please keep tweeting out the show and keep, uh, you know, getting more people to listen the more people we have in here the bigger the brain trust the better our barbecue becomes awesome man right. until next week man yep we out talk to you guys later peace peace
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.